Welcome back into One Winning Pod, where there is no Alec this week, you'll notice. Um, unless Alec grew a, a bit of a beard there. I'm not sure. Is that you, Alec, or is that a correspondent Kfish? I think that's Kfish over there. Chris is here. Yesterday, we all, I don't know if enjoyed's the right word, but uh, we sat out in the rain and we uh, saw the Ravens finally after a good bit of back and forth. Pull off a win there uh, against the Rams after the bye week. Guys, what are our thoughts on that? You know, just off the top of the head, now that we're a little warmed up and, uh, you know, out of overtime and that Tylen Wallace touchdown is, has solidified. Yeah, gosh. Um, one, yeah, that was a lot of rain. Um, I mean, it wasn't like the worst like rain game ever, but like, man, it was, it was pretty miserable. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think we got lucky in the second, third quarter there where it just kind of stopped for a bit and then like gave us a little bit of a break then came back on a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, gosh. Um, yeah, definitely not the game that I expected. I think I called for like Ravens blowout. Uh, it was not a blowout at all. Um, it was definitely down to the wire and, uh, yeah, I mean, in the fourth quarter, I think it was that, uh, a third down play third and 17 or whatever it was, uh, ended up being a touchdown to Zay. It was pretty dicey at that point. So, um, yeah, still kind of shocked that they were able to pull it out, but glad they did. Uh, you know, certainly first in the AFC right now looks pretty dang good. So, uh, yeah, I feel good about it. Kfish, what about you? Um, yeah, I think I remember the Niners game as the other weather game that I went to, and that one was a lot worse. Um, I remember my socks being completely soaked from that game. So uh, I was, I would say I was happy with uh, how the weather ended up. Um, and then as far as the actual game, I think um, pleasantly happy. I think those are the games that we've lost a lot in the in the past. I shouldn't say a lot. We found ways to lose those games uh, like that. And so I'm very happy that we pulled that one out. Um, and in, and in a, a completely different way than I would have assumed. Yeah, I, I don't think any of us had, uh, you know, Tylen Wallace anytime touchdown on any cards this week. I don't think uh, Tylen Wallace himself was expecting to get that touchdown. Uh, had to step in there after uh, a Devin Duvernay injury at, at some point in the game. I don't recall when that exactly happened, but um, he had to go in there, step up, and, you know, credit to him. He's a guy that we've seen him make plays in the preseason, um, obviously listeners of the show know that uh, he's Alec Polianis is a, a big fan of him. I think he's taken over the James Prochet uh, shaped hole in his heart after, you know, Prochet left the team. But I mean, in all seriousness, though, you, you love to see it for this guy. He's a guy he's grinding, hasn't had many opportunities in his career. And here he, he has. And he, his first career touchdown in the NFL finally came after a couple years in the pros. And Man, was it a big one, uh, a winning touchdown, walk-off touchdown in a game against, you know, maybe the Rams don't have the record of a team that you're looking at as one of the better teams in this league, but honestly, they look to me like a team that's getting healthier. Uh, Cooper Cup looked like his old self yesterday. Kyron Williams, you know, he looks like a, a tough guy to tackle. While this, you look at this game and you say, okay, by the record, maybe this isn't a huge win. When you look at what the Rams are that, this time this year, you know, I, I think that win looks a little bit better when you just judge them based on what they showed on the field on Sunday. 
yeah, I, I think it's I think it's huge. Um, yeah, I think the the Rams offense um, certainly gave uh, the defense fits um, pretty much in all phases. Like you said, uh, Williams looked like a really good back. Um, I think the defensive line had a really hard time in general, um, especially in the first half uh, against those runs. I think they tightened up a little bit in the second half, but still there were kind of leakages here and there um, that really just hurt them. I mean, you, you talk like, you know, the Rams could could run on first down and get seven, eight, nine yards uh, a pop. And, uh, you know, that production is pretty incredible when you think about it. But, uh, but yeah, even in the passing game as well, Puka looked good. Um, Cup looked good. Uh, Demarcus Robinson looked pretty good. Um, tight end, I'm forgetting his name, but he looked pretty good. He was open in a couple of those plays. So, yeah, man, uh, they really didn't have too much trouble just kind of doing damage in all phases. And, uh, you know, their defense, I, I still think their defense is pretty good. Um, I think that they were probably the weaker unit of the two. But still, I mean, I think they put a few more wins together. I, you know, they could do some damage in the you know, as a wild card team. Yeah, I think uh, the Rams last year, their kind of Achilles heel was their was their O-line. And um, I didn't check how many sacks we ended up with, but uh, it, it definitely seemed like we weren't getting consistent pressure like we've seen the Ravens get in a handful of games. I mean, they I think they still lead the NFL in, in sacks. Um, but I, we did – we'd get a couple pressures, but their offense didn't seem like it was – slowed a lot yeah only two sacks on the day for the ravens but um justin matabike man just a a complete game record this game as he's been every game five quarterback hits he was in the backfield a ton um would have liked to see more pressure around the edge rather than just up the middle of course um but overall i mean that that that's a game that once again Justin Matabike continues to price himself up, likely out of Baltimore. We'll see what happens. We'd love to have him back, but it seems very dicey uh, with as great a year as he's having. Um, 11 sacks on the season to date is uh, just incredible. But um, before we get into talking, you know, the offense and defense in general, we talked a little bit about the special teams at the top. I mean, how could we not lead with that touchdown there, uh, the dazzling performance there by by Wallace? Um very good blocking too on that play. Sure, I'm sure the Rams were tired. I'm sure that had something to do with it as well. But still, um, I don't think that discounts any of the effort there by those players. But I, I think special teams as a whole played a huge role in this game for both sides. You know, it wasn't just just Wallace's return. I think that you had very good kick coverage in this game. Uh, Justin Tucker, look, he didn't have to try a 50 yarders in this game, but three for three and they were all three of them no doubt kicks in the rain look that's hard to do even for tucker man and you know unfortunately against the chargers we did see him lose the title for uh most accurate kicker in nfl history to uh young ho ku in atlanta but he's back on top after this game with a three for three in this game and uh ku missed so justin tucker back to being the most accurate kicker in nfl history once again yeah, uh, certainly a good game from him, man. Um, Stout, I, I think as well. Um, you know, should have honestly had two roughing the kicker penalties. Um, I think they're. I think uh, some of the officiating in this game was uh, one-sided in, in some aspects of things, and then I think that one. Uh, you know, those two no calls. I think were 
no exception. I think even the announcers were kind of just like, you know, hey, they ran into him, but no flag. Okay. Um, but still, I mean, other than that, um, you know, Stout, I thought, had some pretty strong kicks. He had some really high arching kicks, um, you know, near in the, the second half. Um, two of them ended up being uh, muffed, basically. And unfortunately, the Ravens didn't uh, recover both of those. But um, certainly, I think in a game that that was that tight, um, you know, those are the plays that can make a difference. Um, and it, I feel like it was fitting that Wallace ended up with that punt return for a touchdown because, yeah, it seemed like a game where Ravens were frankly, you know, outmatched a little bit in some of the phases of the game where, you know, special teams kind of stepped up and really was a difference. Yeah. And um, I think it was the Ravens announced uh, Jerry Rossberg was actually back in the building for this week. So it's, it's kind of very fitting that the special teams kind of had a, a better day than normal, probably just coincidental, but you know, those things might be some somewhat related. Um, and funny enough, they, uh, the first kickoff return was was actually terrible. I think Duvernay was uh, eight yards back, and he brought it out and maybe got it to the fifteen at the most. And it's like, ah, oh, I hope this isn't a sign of what's to, what today is going to be like. Um, and funny enough, it ended with a with a touchdown. Yeah, I had the same thought. That was a an interesting decision there. Um, the first of many interesting decisions by uh, several coaches and players in that game, which we will certainly get to as we roll along here. Um, you know, I think we'll look at the defense next year, though. Uh, once again, this is a game where the defense, you know, they, they had to step up. You know, the offense, it took them a little bit to get going. That said, at the same time, you know, the, the defense, not quite as stalwart as we've seen them be throughout this year. Uh, the Rams certainly were able to move the football there were several times the Rams took a lead in this game, albeit none of the leads were, you know, ever by more than one score, um, never by more than a touchdown. But, you know, cause for concern, maybe. But I, I think to start it out here, though, we talked about it a bit at the top, but already a big part of what helped the defense, what did go well, was that interior rush with Matt Abike. Uh, Michael Pierce had a lot of, uh, of rushes to the quarterback. Um, Travis Jones had a sack. You had Tavius Robinson back there a little bit. In a game where a lot wasn't going right for the pass rush, it was, in my opinion, still good to see that you still had one part of that unit able to break free, able to to kind of crack the dam a bit of what the offensive line was doing there for the Rams and have some success. And, you know, they got to Stafford not as many times as you'd like, but there were certainly instances where that interior rush um, hurried some throws that ended up being uh, being overthrows and being drive killers. Yeah, I I, I want to push back a little bit. I think um, at least in terms of the pass rush, I, I thought um, you know I, I don't think it was necessarily like just the interior line. Like even um, Metabike's sack. Um, to be honest, I think that play was all Owe. Um, Owe kind of had uh, Stafford dead to rights, and you know Metabike was just there to kind of be able to clean up. Um, but Oa had beat his tackle and, you know, was was forcing Stafford to step up uh, into Matt BK. So, I mean, I think from a pass rush perspective, I think that they were getting home. I think the the big uh, things that really kind of contributed to the lack of, um, you know, and I would say lack because, I mean, they still ended up with a lot of QB hits and a lot of pressures and stuff like that. But um, it didn't feel as good, I think, because of two things. One, I think Stafford was just getting the ball out pretty quickly. I mean, he's a veteran quarterback. He's, you know, 
he, he knows all about when to get things out and, you know, timing of, of routes and stuff like that. They don't have, um, you know, that many like super long developing plays that they threw out there. So I think that was a, a factor for it. But I think the other thing too is just, and we'll get to it a little bit, but I think the secondary, I think, had a lot of struggles with what the Rams were trying to do in the passing game. I think, um, you know, there were a lot of, um, you know, route combinations that they just struggled with. You would kind of see guys flowing in one direction and then they would send another guy behind them and then have a guy wide open in a different direction. I think that was all very much by design. And, you know, when you're that open and you have a quarterback like Stafford who knows how to read this offense and knows where to go with the ball, like, I think you're going to see the pass rush struggle a little bit and it's going to look a lot worse than what it is. So, um, you know, but that being said, I agree with, you know, I agree with the sentiment. I think the, you know, pass rush, I still think looked pretty good. I think still guys were, were, were beating, um, you know, beating some guys back and, um, you know, also kind of related to, you know, the Rams tried a lot of short yardage stuff. Um, they tried a few screens and, and sort of like um, these short passes to try and um, get the running backs to be able to, you know, create plays in space. It worked like I could say maybe like one or two times in like the first half, but I think the second half, I think once they made their adjustments, I think, you know, linebackers, defensive line, everybody, I think that they were flowing to the ball much faster. They were recognizing what the Rams were trying to do. And I think you had a lot more success there. I'm thinking like the Van Noy play where he kind of blew up a screen in the backfield. You had Roquan as well and like one or two of those. So, um, you know, I think that that was a great effort from them. Yeah, there there definitely seemed like there was some kind of large adjustment. Um, and I'm not – I can't put my finger on it. But, yeah, it was kind of getting, hey, they're going to get get their catcher. Let's uh, wrap up and tackle. And, I mean, Roquan, Roquan kind of leads that charge there, and you saw that again. He led the team in tackles. Um, and then you, you saw PQ work through some of the blocks. And um, I, I want to say he tackled Kyron for a loss. Um, the one that stuck in my mind was the Van Noy um, uh, tackle of, of Kyron in the backfield. Um, so I think that's fair to say, you know, maybe we're just these one of those things where we're spoiled by riches and we're expecting a ton of sacks. We didn't get it, but they they uh, they affected the game in a in a different way. Um, but uh, I guess if we're talking about def- defense. Um, one thing I didn't really like, and I don't know if this was just, you know, like you said, a veteran quarterback and and Sean McVay is a uh, offensive minded coach. It seemed like they were able to attack the, the middle a lot. And I don't know if it was just, you know, Stafford was able to get the ball over the linebackers and in front of the, the safeties. Um, we got a we got lucky, I think, at least two drops by the backup tight end, um, which could have changed some of those drives. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, the back end. It, even if we're saying, "Hey, the 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 D line and the pass rushers didn't get there, um, and they didn't look like we, what we were expecting," the back end really didn't look like what we were expecting. And and maybe there's some good reason for that that you already mentioned, Chris. Yeah, the the openings in the middle were pretty frustrating to watch um you're right there were those two drops by the the tight end uh a tight end honestly i don't think many people outside of the rams fan base and organization had had heard of before that game um and then there was also uh another play where where puka nakua could have had a a pretty hefty game but um 
as he was trying to catch the ball, he looked upfield and, and didn't complete the catch before that. So that was done. I think what was most frustrating about that, and we've seen this from time to time before with this team, is, you know, okay, they just did that in the first half. Clearly, that was something that, you know, they, they were either willing to give up and didn't think that that would be as big a deal, um, even though the Rams would end up getting chunk plays on it, um, or just weren't expecting. But you would have expected, you know, some adjustments were made in the second half, but that was one that wasn't, right? And even you're even looking at, at that last drive before um, before the Ravens got the ball back and were able to, to get the go-ahead touchdown before the Rams kicked the field goal for overtime. You had two drops on that on that play, uh, that drive as well, that could have easily gone for, for first downs that luckily, you know, the Ravens were able to take advantage of because the Rams couldn't uh, complete it. But yeah, that was a little frustrating to see that, you know, if there were adjustments made, it wasn't enough to close those gaps in the middle, which were open pretty much all game. Yeah, I'm trying to think if uh, Ravens have played many teams. Like, maybe the Seahawks might be a team similar. I mean, uh, the problem with the Bengals, Bengals have a, a good receiving core as well, but uh, the last couple games, you've either Burrow's been hurt or, you know, Higgins or, you know, whoever. They haven't been full strength. But I feel like, yeah, for me, it looking at it, like, I, I guess part of that could have been the game plan of just, you know, they wanted to focus on Cup and Puka and you know, try to, you know, protect the outside a little bit more because yeah, like, like I said, I mean, there were a lot of plays where it, it, it not, it not only was kind of the middle of the field, but, um, you know, there were just plays where, you know, guys weren't, um, you know, trailing other people. I think there was a play from uh, Cooper completely on like nobody was on him and there, <laughs> there should have been, should have been somebody covering him. And, uh, you know, he just kind of went across the formation, kind of caught the pass out in the flat. And then I think he took it down to like inside the five yard line or something. So, yeah, it was it was weird. Um, not a huge fan of it. I, I do think that they tightened up, uh, particularly in the red zone, a couple times. Um, I, I want to say the only thing that really kind of stood out that was not so good was that um, touchdown to, to Cup earlier in the game where I think Marcus Williams just needed to play a little bit more outside to try and defend that. But. Other than that, I, th I thought that they did okay um, when they needed to tighten up. But yeah, I mean, <sighs> this Rams offense is creative. They got a lot of weapons. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like maybe we didn't talk about it as much last week. Certainly, I didn't. So I think there was a little bit of um, you know underestimation on my part. But uh, I mean, definitely seeing them live. Like I mean, they just have a lot of weapons, a lot of people that can do damage. So um, it kind of makes sense to me that they want to pick and choose where they want to. Uh, you know, attack their, attack their offense. And I guess maybe it worked. Uh, you could argue maybe it didn't, but you know, it was good enough to win the game, I guess. Yeah. I, I think a normal Ravens game, you're not expecting to give up 31 points. Um, that was a little shocker, but, uh, <laughs> and the DeMarcus Robinson touchdown, uh, I was, um, he had a nice game. Um, and I don't think that's, uh, necessarily the fault of our defense, but, um, just wanted to mention Demarcus Robinson, just uh, former Raven. <laughs> yeah, though he had a, he had a different, interesting game. Um, you know, one guy who kind of lined up on him a lot who didn't uh, have as good of a game, Marlon. Um, yeah, I mean, there were a couple in there, like uh, you know, maybe argue push off from Robinson, maybe not. I don't know, but um, 
but yeah, Marlins struggled a little bit. Um, almost, almost, almost had that redemption to be able to close out the game in uh, regulation on that uh, interception in the end zone, but could come down with it. Um, really, I think that could have. Uh, not that he needs saving, you know. He's Marlin, like you know, everybody loves Marlin. Um, and his it takes on mac and cheese and his podcast and all that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, that would have been a really fitting, um, you know, great kind of uh, end for his game to be able to cap it off with touchdown or uh, cap it off with the interception and close out the game. But, you know, it didn't happen. That's okay. Um, but, yeah, he definitely struggled, let up a lot of yards, uh, particularly late in the game. Um, for, I think he was fortunate to, um, in the fourth quarter when he let up that pass, I think it was to Robinson um, down the left sideline. He was fortunate to catch up to him and be able to tackle him. Uh, because that one, I think, you know, that was kind of like that uh, the game against the Bears a couple of years ago where you just kind of let the guy go and, you know, um, have him score the touchdown at the end of the game. It kind of felt like that. So fortunately, he was able to, you know, stop that from happening and, you know, live to fight another day. But it, it was a little rough, I think. Um, but, you know, he's still getting back. He's he's getting healthy. Um, so, I mean, it's good to have him back regardless. Yeah, I, th- I think with your cornerback, you're going to have stuff like that happen. I, I know um, some Ravens fans like to go doom and gloom when they, they see the CB1 give up some passes, but it's the NFL. They get to, they get paid to play, too. That's, you know, Coop is a wide receiver who uh, almost had 2,000 yards last year. Puka's on pace to match Jamar Chase's. Um, rookie record for yards they're not these aren't you know janitors that that they brought on these are these are top end wide receivers um so i i I know it's fun to kind of like fake press the panic button on on marlin because he had a a couple uh uh passes completed on him but i'm not i'm not concerned yet and like you said i think the rust factor you know plays in into that bad weather and all that. Maybe I'm just making excuses for him, but uh, I think he's still going to be the same Marlin when we need him most. And that I still think our quarterbacks are are above average, even with the, the almost 300 yards that we gave up um, this game. Yeah, I mean, excuses or not, I think you got to look forward after a game like this. You know, it's like, did the defense play as well as we would have liked them to? No. But did they play well enough to allow the offense to hang in there and, and keep pace? Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's what it's just going to be. I mean, even if you – we're seeing all these records that this defense is putting up. And in some metrics, they're rivaling the defenses from 2006 and from 2000. Well, I mean, you know, even those defenses, as great as they were, you had that week two game for uh, – the Ravens, even though they they won that game against Jacksonville, the, the defense gave up what five touchdowns, uh, something like uh, two hundred plus yards and three touchdowns to Jimmy Smith alone. Um, that last game at the end of the season, thirty-five, Vinny Testaverde uh, aired the ball out against them. And then even two thousand six, you look at games like the game they had against Carolina, the game, the second game they had against uh, Cincinnati. There were some games where you know you had, were playing pretty good passing attacks. Uh, pretty good players and they were able to, to to get it going again the rams like i'll keep saying earlier in the season they were not a top flight passing attack they were hurt they were beat up they have gotten healthy um cooper cup if you just watching him on sunday you wouldn't have known that he, the guy had struggled in the in the weeks leading up to this game he looked like his old self his route running was impeccable good gosh 
on that touchdown grab that he got, I did not think that he was going to get there. That the timing and the chemistry that Stafford and Cup have, that is something else. That is, that is something else um, right there. No shame in my opinion, uh, but if it becomes a trend, yeah, absolutely. I think we're talking about a problem, but yeah, I don't think it's an excuse to say we're not worried about Marlon. Um, I think it's just looking at the facts that you laid out there, and hopefully going forward, we'll see more of the old Marlon um, in these games coming up. Yeah. One guy who, uh, you know, I did think, you know, continues to have a good game, um, kind of was in and out in the lineup a little bit, but Kyle Hamilton, um, I think I saw a stat somewhere um, earlier today saying that when Kyle was in, uh, I think the Rams were averaging about like four, you know, five yards a play or something, but when he was out, they were averaging around seven. Um, so, you know, I, I think he was a, a big part of uh, the success. And when he went out, obviously, you know, I think things struggled a little bit. Um, you know, just, I, I mean, he's, you know, we talked about it before. He's just such a weapon in, you know, past defense. And he brings, he, he just brings so much more to the defense. Of He's a big guy. He plays the run extremely well. Um, I mean, you guys know, like, you know, he, he's going to blow up blocks um, on screens in particular. And, and he's got such long arms to be able to make tackles. Um, just kind of weave, you know, weave through traffic and stuff like that. Um, there were a handful of plays like that. I think there was one I remember. He kind of blew up uh, Kyron in the backfield um, as well, kind of affected the play. And, uh, you know, there were just plays like that that you miss when he's not in the lineup. Uh, Millette's a good player. Um, you know, obviously, definitely, you know, better in coverage. He's not a bad blitzer either when he does blitz, but just not the same guy. I mean, physically, just, you know, totally different uh, player. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do think that they struggle a little bit with that. Now, we did get some good news, though. Um, you know, it looks like his knee injury is just a uh, was a grade one MCL. So he might not miss any time at all. We'll have to see. But um, certainly we hope that, you know, it's something minor that he'll be able to play through and, and not affect him too much. Um, out of all the injuries I think we've had over the last couple of years, like, knock on wood, like, like this is okay. Like, this is probably, like, one of the best news we could have. So... Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they they play the uh, the injury, whether it's you know sit him this week or next or or kind of let him go. I'm I'm sure Harbaugh will be very forthcoming with all of his injury news on um, Kyle Hamilton, um, like he always is, and that's sarcastic <laughs> for those who don't catch that one. Um, and yeah, I mean uh, I had a couple things so. Um, we saw the good and the bad of Millet. I think, um, I think he had a play in the end zone where he rode cup out, out of bounds and, and there was really no chance for them to complete it. And then I think there was another, one of the touchdowns was on him. So, um, you're going to have plays like that from Millet where you expect Hamilton to play a little tighter coverage, um, even though he's not, you know, a true cornerback, but, um, um, he does play in the slot a lot, so I think they'll miss that. And um, and you know, just with the NFL how it is, you know, kind of po- positionless with the wide receivers, um, you're going to have your top wide receivers, your cups of the world, go into the slot. So um, I think that's going to be where we see the the biggest hit, um, where Mollet is is on their top wide receiver. Um, so that's going to be. Um, a huge loss and probably something to watch for. I mean, I think um, Ridley goes into the slot. That's our our next game. Uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, 
I think he goes there from time to time. Might be a little bit more difficult with with if Kirk. Well, Kirk is going to be out, so um, could be a big challenge um, if if Hamilton doesn't come back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kyle Hamilton's versatility has allowed this defense to do so many things this year to really has thrown off opposing offenses. Um, really hope for a speedy recovery. Uh, not much more to say beyond that. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for the defense, unless there's any other items that anyone wants to bring up before we uh, discuss the offensive performance in this game. Which the challenge <laughs> that was on the defensive side wasn't that <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah i didn't know exactly where to put it um i think harbaugh talked about in this pressure but like game it, it, like i mean the three of us were there and you know in the stadium when we saw that and we were just like <laughs> why <laughs> i mean like what you doing you know, john <laughs> the, the, the touchdown looked pretty obvious like it, you know it wasn't you didn't catch it on the sideline or, you know, out of bounds or anything. Like he was pretty solidly in the end zone with both feet, but there was a challenge called and the the idea was to buy more time for the two point conversion later. Um, anyway, it, it, very weird, yeah. very weird, uh, you know, turn of events there. Um, obviously but the, but the Rams player wise, but the Rams didn't convert, right? So it was the right decision. I guess. I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I guess no, we didn't wasn't. need them. We went to overtime, but like, <laughs> uh, just yeah, yeah, it was really weird. A really weird uh, turn of events there. Yeah, John's not going to beat the allegations of being a poor game manager with uh stuff like that. I mean, between, um, you know, the clock management at the end of the the first half, um, not using okay. the timeout. Yeah, and um, we'll and get to that. Cha- the challenge in the second half, I. I hope that's not one of those things that bites us when it counts most because it seems to pop up more more than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. You and a lot of fans uh, feel that way. I can certainly say that. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that uh, discussion on the offense, though. But, um, you know what, let's start out with the positives with the offense because this was a win. This was a win. It could have been a loss, but, I mean, you know, it was one of those games where I feel like both teams on both sides of the ball – made as many good plays and bad plays as the other side. And, you know, we just ended up uh, having that the lucky uh, pump return at the end for the touchdown. Um, offense, I think there's some good things we can say about the passing game. You know, we talked about in the preview, front seven, uh, particularly the defensive line, was going to be a concern for this team. Uh, but there would be w- openings in the secondary to make big plays. And uh, good golly, there were some huge openings. I know we were talking about the openings that we were leaving, uh, in the middle of the field with the Ravens defense, but the multiple times in this game, we were able to, to throw uh, passes downfield, and Lamar's passes weren't actually, you know, as accurate as they could have been, but it didn't matter because there were just no defenders there. Yeah, I mean, the uh, I mean the touchdown to likely, it's about as wide open as you can get. You just had to make uh, the one safety miss and – you know, by that time, the safety was there down the 10-yard line, I think. So, you know, inside the five. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's about a wide open as you can get on any in any play. Um, the, you know, obviously, I think some of the Odell plays, um, his touchdown, he just got behind. I, I actually wouldn't want to talk about Odell, though. Like, 
um, in particular in that one. I don't even know if that was the Rams in particular uh, getting them open. Like I think Odell put on a clinic this game. Uh, I thought I think one of his best games is a Raven. Um, I mean, some of those double moves he was putting on the the secondary in there, like. I mean, he was putting guys on skates and really like trying to make them think like, oh, is he going out? Is he going up? Like, and they chose wrong almost every single time. And uh, yeah, I mean that that touchdown uh, that he got. I mean, great adjustment from him also to be able to come back to the ball. I uh, was a little bit underthrown um, and ended up rolling into the end zone for a touchdown. Um, but yeah, a lot of plays like that where um, people were just wide open. Uh, so it wasn't just Odell, but likely and. You know, Zay had a couple, and, you know, honestly, even Bateman, too. Like, you know, Bateman could have got more involved. I think there's some more accurate balls there. I think, um, you know, there were definitely opportunities, so. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I was I was skeptical a little bit when they said, you know, Odell, he's he was just injured. It was, uh, you know, it was a work in progress, but I think, like, 100%. It's it's kind of been backed up every week. He's gotten stronger every week. It seems he's gotten faster. He's gotten more open. Um, he's making bigger and bigger contributions every week. Um, so love to see that from the offense. Um, I thought with the way the weather was, it was going to hamper the um, the deep shots, but they still took them. I think, you know, with with Lamar, they're not always going to be perfect deep shots. You just got to you know, complete a couple of them. Um, wish the one or was it two debate, either one of them. I wish those would have been completed. It would have, um, I think opened up the game a lot more. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was, again, these are kind of those games where we do kind of struggle with the weather. And I think Lamar put on a clinic. I mean, there was the, the drive right before the half. I know it didn't end with, you know, a touchdown, but I think he was able to drive them down um, pretty effortlessly. And then the the four minute drive to end the well, what what should have ended the game um, was about as perfect as it as it could have been. Besides the uh, the penalty in the red zone that got them to third and seventeen, I think it was a penalty. Um, I mean, he was. He was connecting on chunk plays. He was, if he needed, you know, it was third and five, he'd get seven, take the easy throw. Um, and then, you know, you saw Aguilar, or not, uh, Nelson Aguilar uh, become a, a large part of that that drive too, which is um, a little shocking, but um, always good to see, to have another option. Um, I, I couldn't have been, I mean, outside of the, the nitpicky like deep balls and and wishing they were a little uh or they were completed more i i couldn't have been happier with the offense i think that was that was as good as we looked probably since the lions game so i don't watch much of the national media coverage but i did watch a little bit of a clip of uh good morning football um from nfl network this morning um talking about the ravens game and um Peter Schrager, I believe his name is, um, was mentioning that, in, in his opinion, that you know, coming from someone who watches all the games, a national media member, this was the best uh, game that Lamar has played uh, this season to date. And I had to think about it for a little bit, but thinking about it a little more, 
I don't know if it's the best one he played, but I think it is certainly the most encouraging one. And the reason I say that is because we know what this offense can do with a lead. We, we know that this offense and Lamar Jackson are very good at jumping out to leads and, and holding that. But we haven't seen that many times um, in, in Lamar's career, and certainly not this year, where he's really been forced to play in a game where – you know, the defense is going to give up a score and then, okay, now the offense has to answer. And then there's another score you're down again. And now you got to come back again. That's just not a, an area that he's a game scenario that he has to face many times playing for the Baltimore Ravens with the defenses that he's been had to play with, you know, outside of 2021. Um, and you know, that, that was mixed results there in those games for obvious reasons, but yeah, in this game, really, you know, I think this is uh, something that really showed why the Ravens uh, went out and paid him all that money, you know, for the people that still need to, to have a reason for that. He went there and did exactly what an elite quarterback in today's NFL has to do, which is keep pace with these high powered offenses. And he did it in the rain. He did it without his two biggest playmakers on offense. Cause we you know JK Dobbins and Mark Andrews, obviously Dobbins has been out for a while. Andrews is gone. He had to, you know, coming off the bye, figure out, Who's it going to be in these situations where you need someone to step up and make a play? We talked about Odell and everything you guys said. I agree with it. Odell is starting to morph, in my opinion, into what Alec was selling him at as in the in the training camp, which I didn't quite buy that he could be a Bolden-esque type player for this team. Now, I still think we need to see him be a little more physical before, you know, we call him that. But still, he's found a role in this offense. It's being successful. So what more can you ask for for a guy who – you know, has to step up when there's injuries and a guy who, you know, really stepped up big in this game had multiple tough conversions on third down, had the go ahead touchdown, had a two point conversion. Zay Flowers, I think, had his best game as a pro in this one, even if he did have a couple games where he had some more yardage, had some more receptions. He made so many clutch catches, particularly in the second half in the fourth quarter that where you needed someone to step up without Mark Andrews. And he was that guy this game time and time again. Yeah, for sure. I mean that, um, I think it was that third, second or third down in the first half um, where he ended up getting that catch along the sideline. And then uh, that was the one that defenders kind of grabbed his leg and, you know, that was a little, a little bit of a weird tackle, but um, anyway, ended up picking up that first down um, and it was just a great, just, you know, playing on the sideline and just making sure to keep your feet in bounds and pick up those extra yards. And I thought it was just a great effort play. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, you know, to be overshadowed by the Wallace play, I mean, the touchdown that he ended up grabbing on third and 17 or whatever at the end of the game uh, to, to, you know, tie it up at that point was incredible. I mean, I, I think the, I think the best play, I think between not only from, from Zay, but from Lamar was that two point conversion. I mean, I don't like. I don't think you get a throw any better than that. Um, and I think that one was particularly impressive. Um, kind of going back to Lamar for a bit, but like, I mean, he was like, he was, you know, he had to be able to step in that throw, and he was like going to the ground and doing that. Um, I mean, to me, you put that up there with like the, you know, the throw from Mahomes in the Super Bowl when you know he's kind of like sideways throwing the pass, like that was that good of a pass, and you know, to be able to get the catch also on the sideline was like incredible play um absolutely incredible and uh yeah so i mean i i definitely agree i think zay had a good game 
I think, you know, Lamar looked good. I, it, it's funny, I you know, looking at the stats, I, I didn't realize, too, that Lamar is, is basically almost exactly where Matthew Stafford is. Um, you add an interception, obviously. You know, that was the play I think Lamar would want to have back. I think if he did complete that, I think, you know, he's he's hitting close to 400 yards passing. But um, Lamar is 24 for 43, 316 yards, three touchdowns, interception. You add 11 carries for 70 yards rushing. He was the leading rusher on the Ravens. And, uh, you know, Stafford almost exactly uh, 23 of 41, 294 yards and three touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, I think you make a great point, Peter, of, you know, I think the Ravens paying Lamar all this money is really just they, you know, think that he can, uh, you know, in games that don't go, uh, you know, the way they script, that Lamar has the ability to be able to, you know, go toe to toe with these top quarterbacks. I, I think, you know, I think that's on the money. I think he did. And uh, yeah, I think, I think um, you know overall, I think the offense just had one of those uh, you know one of those great games. Not everything went right, but when it did, you know it uh, it did when it counted. Yeah, um, I I was looking at the the stats for Zay. I didn't realize he ended up with six six for sixty. Um, that's kind of like actually great. He was uh, he bounced back from the drops early in the game too. So um, you know with with really any kind of uh, wide receiver that sometimes that kind of eats them up the rest of the game and you, you kind of see them pouting. Um, so it was great. He was able to bounce back. And then the other thing, which is, you know, you, you spoke about the, the Andrews injury. Um, there was kind of talk like, Hey, this might open up the offense a little bit. Um, he won't have that security blanket. He'll have to go to, you know, to everyone. And you see four catches for Odell, five for likely six for Zay five for uh, Aguilar. I mean, that's kind of what, what a lot of people were hoping that, you know, the offense would become more diverse. And then, you know, hopefully as they're saying, uh, Andrews has a chance to come back when he does come back, he just kind of gets inserted. And, and now we got, you know, five, six weapons that, that at any time can catch the ball. Um, To me, that would be a scary offense to go against. Um. And you know when you kind of think about it, the the Ravens' offense. Where if we don't count the the uh, the return touchdown, they put thirty one up. Bad conditions. Lamar had the interception that that could have easily been a touchdown. It wasn't a perfect game. It was a it, we were saying it's a good game, but it, it definitely wasn't the best game they could have had. And they put up thirty one. So I mean, this offense could could really take off i think they're i don't think they've peaked oh yeah i i don't think they peaked either yet um like you said there were too many mistakes for me to, to think that they've they've peaked but we're seeing week in and week out improvements to the passing game uh which is great to see uh, to to discuss some things i don't that i don't think is a negative but i think is a talking point um and, and others are talking about it who are covering the ravens certainly after this game uh, you look at the involvement of the running backs in this game, and it was a little more unorthodox in this game than what we had been seeing um, prior to the Chargers game. Um, Gus Edwards did not get many carries in this game, only six. And actually, if you look at the at the um, snap percentages for this game, he, he had less snaps than both Keaton Mitchell as well as Justice Hill. Um Keaton Mitchell, nine carries on this game, 54 yards, average six pop. Justice Hill was in there primarily during the uh, um, 
end of the halves, first half and second half. Uh, performed well there, had a couple catches. Um, you know, I, I think he's mainly in there for pass blocking, seems to still have a role on this team. So, I mean, you know, I, I, certainly some fans, including myself, because it might cost me a, a fantasy football playoff spot, wanted to see some more from Gus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, couldn't be losing a spot to someone in this uh, stream at all, unless A.J. Dillon um, finally becomes a running back. But anyways, you don't care about that. Um, but, you know, it's like I've been saying during, you know, these streaks when Gus was going, was popping off. It's like we face a lot of defenses, I think. You know, we could really take advantage of, of Gus Edwards' skill set against them when you're going up against uh, apparently the Chargers. I didn't realize the Chargers had as strong as interior as they did, um, or the Rams, which we know do. do. Um, that's a matchup, I think, that pays more into the hands of, you know, Keaton Mitchell's skill set or – or Justice Hill. Um, so, I mean, maybe there's something going on with Gus. I, I don't know. You guys can give your take on that. But I would have loved to see Gus get more carries, maybe try and establish something. But it just didn't feel like that was an area that the Ravens were were winning, um, whereas they were having success in other areas rushing the ball. So, um, you know, I, I think we still want to see Gus Edwards be a, an effective part of this offense. So we hope he can get back on it. A little bit more on track against Jacksonville. It's not terribly great to see two really subpar performances from him in a row, but um, you know they're effective running the ball in in other ways in this game. So it it doesn't bother me too much at the end of the day. But I'm curious to hear what you guys thought of that. I I mean I don't like the imbalance. I, I think is a nice way of putting it. Um, I mean, obviously, like, you know, the passing game carried, I mean, carried this game for sure. Um, and I mean, that was something like we've seen pieces of, but really hadn't seen them take the next step. So I, I feel like, I feel like for me, maybe this was a game where they kind of wanted, like, you know, they've been listening to us and been listening to everybody. And like, you know, also, you know, now they haven't been doing that. They've been we're watching film. They've been watching film and saying, we don't have a deep passing game. We can't get this working. We're going to try to make that a point of emphasis. That's kind of what I think would happen. Um, even with the weather, I think they really just wanted to put more of an emphasis on it. And they did. And they missed a lot of, you know, they missed a few shots, but they hit enough of them and they were successful in a lot of phases. So I really think that that's probably what the game plan was. And I think because of that, you just saw the imbalance in other areas. Um, and, and for me, like, I guess the outcome is fine. The The thing that really kind of bothers me is I feel like there's a lot of sequences in the game where it's just like you know oh three pass plays in a row and then you know it ended up being a three and out or you know three pass plays and then one of them you know protection breaks down lamar escapes ends up getting a first down and then the drive continues it, it just it feels like sometimes it just the sequencing is, and i've i recognize this is probably this is a, a really really common criticism i think from anybody watching football and like i get that but um, I don't know. There, there's just an element where just like, man, it would be really nice to be able to pick some other things in here and like try it again. Um, but that being said, like, again, I understand for me, I've been looking for improvements in the deep passing game. I think we got that this game. So I think that's okay. Um, I am a little concerned just from like a, a blocking perspective, even the plays that they did try to get Gus involved, there weren't really as many positive plays as, as I would have liked. I mean, he ended up 
six carries, 15 yards. That's not a Gus Edwards stat line. Um, it really isn't. I mean, he's over four, you know, five. He's probably under five for his career at this point. But, um, you know, yeah, I would just would have liked to see more yards from him. And I, I just think the Rams did a good job of kind of bottling him up, whereas Keaton has enough of that juice, has enough of that, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, shake, I guess, to be able to kind of uh, hide in the hole and then, you know, explode out the other play. I think the one play in particular that kind of stands out that I know is a Keaton play, and it's definitely not something Gus is going to do, is that one where he kind of hit under the tackles. I remember we were watching this the game. We all thought that he was kind of dead to rights, and he ended up sneaking by, uh, you know, the defensive tackle and then sort of, you know, shooting through the hole um, and kind of putting a hand up and getting an extra 10 yards and then falling down. Um, you're not going to have a play like that from Gus with that type of blocking. You're just not. That's definitely one where Keaton kind of really, um, because of his play style, kind of carried it. So I, I don't know what it is, uh, you know, what what is going to get this back on track, but I definitely I want to see it. Um, I think we're going to need more balance, especially as we get close to the playoffs. We need to be able to lie on, the, on a run game that's not, um, you know, 100% on Lamar. Yeah, I think – at this point in Gus's career, he's just uh, I'll give I'll get what you give me. Um, so the, there weren't many holes this game, and he kind of just hit the pile, and and that's kind of where it ended up. Um, I think I'm hoping that at some point they just give Keaton the the J.K. Dobbins role, which is you know you get the bulk of the carries, you you're in passing downs, and then um, I think what they had hoped for Gus was he go back to his regular role, which is kind of ice the clock at the end and come in um, um, at the end and, and kind of beat on on people as we're, we're trying to run clock. Um, I don't think they'll do that. I think Har- Harbaugh has shown that he is opposed to leaning on rookies, so I don't think that's ever going to be the case. Um, and maybe that's a little bit of a fantasy brain to, to take it back there. But I mean, the runs with Keaton have a shot to go to the end zone every time he touches the ball. I think uh, was uh, the play you mentioned. There was also one where he ended up uh, uh, tripping, I think, but he, he like was able to dart forward for another eight yards. So it turned a, a basically nothing play. And with his balance, he was able to, you know, make something out of it. I don't think you'll ever get that from Gus anymore. Like that, that ship has sailed. Um, so I wish they would lean more into Keaton is, is my only thing. Um, and, you know, if he gets hurt and or hits a rookie wall, then it is what it is. And you go back to Gus. But I would that's where I would go if I was the coaching staff not yeah. and not watching any of the practices or or anything else, just the games. Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, you know, practice, I haven't watched the practices, but you go, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, Gus, while not as effective in, you know, for his own, you know, carrying the ball, I thought that there were, um, you know, we, we continue to see a couple of these plays um, every game where they kind of have um, Gus to the side of Lamar and then you have Keaton behind. Uh, I guess the idea is, you know, that you can have either one of them take the option and then, you know, but I think in those plays more than it's really just Gus being a lead blocker for Keaton. Um, but that being said, like it, it worked fairly well. I think one of them, um, I think you had Ricard 
and uh and and gus really kind of seal the linebacker and then keaton was able to run to the left side and i think it was like a 20 yard run or something so um there are a couple of those uh formations that i think are pretty interesting um yeah i don't uh, defenses you know haven't um haven't been able to to kind of bottle them up as much i don't think that's going to be like the normal offense to be clear but i think you know use it every once in a while um i would like to give it to gus in those situations too i think if you do that it kind of um you know, makes it a little bit more of a surprise of what's happening, but, um, but I, I think it's interesting. He can still be effective in that role. I think, um, even though you know he's actually not getting the ball. Yeah, I I wonder if um, if he kind of does lead blocker a little bit better better than Ricard. I just like I wonder if you know Ricard just kind of goes out there and he, I'm gonna hit the first guy I see, and you know that is where it is where Gus has a little bit more vision. Hey, if I'm the running back, I'm gonna try to hit this hole. And then, then he hits whatever guy is there, um, and then it um, Keaton has you know just follows him, and then darts out the side. I think I mean, it might just be coincidental, but it seemed like um, those plays, like you were saying, were working a little, uh, working pretty well. And I just wonder if that it it's kind of Gus using his running back vision a little bit better than Ricard would. A positionless football, like we were saying before, right? You got <laughs> Gus Edwards doing fullback now, Patrick Ricard doing tight end and offensive guard. You got all this stuff going on. I think, you know, the biggest takeaway I think we can take from all of that, in addition to what we were talking about the receivers earlier, is that this offense is continuing to evolve. And like Kayfish said earlier, and I totally agree with, um, they haven't peaked yet. They haven't peaked yet, and every week we're seeing something new. Of course, there's still going to be some things we're going to be frustrated with, but you're, we're seeing progress on things every week, and I, I think that's big, and that's really exciting as we go into this last stretch of the season in a gauntlet, a gauntlet of games. But uh, I'm going to wrap this up here, this uh, this preview here. We're going to go into the MVP section, and just so we don't do a repeat, we're going to go right into uh, Alex to start with. Alec, who is your MVP for this game? For my MVP, I got to go with Odell Beckham Jr. I think Zay Flowers is in the conversation as well, but I wanted to pick out Odell because I think he's really – taking the lead in this conversation about impactful players taking over from Mark Andrews and kind of goes with what we've been saying all along about Odell Beckham Jr. I think he was brought on to be great in January and uh, February football, and he's starting a little early in December, which is great. So gearing up for the playoff run, I like the fact that he's playing at such a high level, and I hope to see it continue. All right, there we go. So, uh, Chris, I guess you're going to follow that. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there could definitely be a lot of them here. Um, I, I'll go ahead and I'll go, I'll go Lamar. Um, not a perfect game from him. We kind of talked about it. But um, yeah, I think that sequence at the end, the touchdown to Zay, that two-point conversion, I think that's some of the best quarterbacking we've seen from Lamar. So excellent plays. He gets my MVP. Well, I guess I'll go out of the box because you guys kind of mentioned the two top offensive uh, performers. And I'll go um, Nelson Aguilar. I think the third down conversions um, on the 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 fourth quarter drive was huge, um, and then also uh, seems like the Ravens are giving him a lot of credit for the um, Zay Flowers touchdown. Um, and he, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the video they had it uh, them in the huddle, him saying, you know, what uh, the the safety will follow me, and Zay will have a an open shot, and you know. 
that was the play that got the touchdown and it it unfolded just like he um said it said it would um that's i think you know and i know it's been said a, t- a ton of times at this point everybody kind of booed on the nelson Aguilar signing but you know every once in a while it, it it pays off and you know i think at the end of the year we'll be saying you know edc did a did a bang up job and that's one of them and and nelson showed it in this game um why he was brought in even if it's not gonna always show up on the stats yeah aguilar i've been thinking about it a lot the, the past few weeks um if this team makes a big playoff run Aguilar really strikes me as one of those guys who, during one of those games, he's going to make a play and it's going to cement itself in Ravens history. Like he just has the feeling of that guy, like a like a Brandon Stokely or a Jacoby Jones. Um, obviously, different skill sets than either of those two guys, but certainly a guy who just shows up every now and again and is a, a consummate team guy. And uh, you know, when his number is called, which isn't often, does does a big thing. So I like that one. I got to get my MVP to Zay Flowers. Um, like Alex said, he was in the conversation, so I got to actually give it to him because I feel like, you know, those clutch catches, like we said, uh, excellent. Love to see it. What a first-round pick that was this year, and this guy it just continues to make plays, and it seems like he's going to have a very long, successful career here in Baltimore. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks once again uh, for tuning in. And you can follow us on Twitter, on wherever you get your podcasts as well. I don't usually do this part, so I apologize. It's a little rusty, but you guys are listeners. You know where to find us. Go Ravens. We'll be back later in the week and to talk about this preview game with the Jaguars. Nice. Great work. <laughs> I know we're still recording. I cut it off. <laughs>